Welcome to Theology Thursday, an ecumenical space for students to discuss matters of faith and theology. I'm your host, Connor Grubbs. I am your co-host, Ryan Mock. And I'm your co-co-host, Johnny Grubbs. Well, here we are, gentlemen. Season four is officially... Now, we were saying this like halfway through the season, but it's actually officially now the longest season of Theology Thursday. Wow. 28 episodes. Longest we've ever gone. That's like half a year right there. Season one and season three are both 27. Season two is 21. It's a little bit shorter. And then 28. Here we are. Wow. So we did it. We're here. This is the end of season four. Feels like this one... It was weird. It feels like it went by really fast, but it also feels like it's been forever. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, it's but like, I, I get I, both. I can't remember when the last time we took a season break was. But then at the same time, it just feels like the end came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's right. We just decided, like, boom, we're done now. So we're working on creating, like, a, a more solidified schedule. And um, kind of what we've talked about that looking like is there's 12 months in a year. Okay, so man, That is true. Yes. Are you kidding me? So a season would last yes, four Johnny. months. Season would last four months. Mm-hmm. That's four out of 12. Yes. So there's eight months left. And there'll be two seasons every year. So now there's only four months left. So that's like four-month season, two months off, four-month season, two, two months, months off. off. You said it with me. Thanks. I know. I just wanted to make sure. I wanted you to know that I understood what you were saying. Yeah. That's a proposal. I, I approve that proposal. Yeah. So we're, we're, we'll announce when exactly those seasons are going to start because that's the part we got to figure out. You know? Are we going to have like trailers for our new seasons and like sneak peeks? <clears throat> yes. Little, little bits. We're going to have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for our Patreon. So if you're a Patreon, or you want to be a Patreon, um, it's $3 a month for Tier 1, $6 a month for Tier 2, $12 a month for Tier 3. That's top tier. That's merch, everything. You are still going to get content, even the off months. So the, the once-a-month podcast that Tier 2 and 3 get, which is our monthly reading hour, you're still going to get that, even in our off-seasons. Right? Nice. So we're still going to record that once a month thing. Um, and then we'll just kind of have random stuff for all the tiers um, that will just be behind the scenes kind of stuff like that. It may not be weekly, but it's definitely going to be at least biweekly. Um, that's either behind the scenes stuff or just kind of something in place of what would normally be the after show. So you're still going to get content. Um, and it's helping us launch our new season. By the way, this time... In a few months down the road, when we start season five, which is crazy to think about, season five, we are going to be in a new studio. So we don't know exactly what that looks like yet. All right, this month we've been back and forth between Johnny's office and Maple Street. Um, we've been kind of improving the audio setup. We it's went, kind of wild thinking about like all the seasons that we've done, like all the different places we've recorded in. Been so many different places, and I'm sure we'll continue. To be honestly, it's fine. Uh, but we're working out. We have a couple locations that are possibilities. I've been painting a lot, and I'll probably have to paint more. Um, but 
the point is I'm trying to set up because because even here in Johnny's office, I have to do the whole setup every week. And this is not ideal. These stands like we each have like these are this, the stands is a really ghetto setup. I mean, like I got a, masking tape. That's and I got one that's just straight up. He's got a boom. Um, It's all over the place. Right. So um, the idea would be if we have a permanent studio space, we can set it up and it's just boom. Good to go. And um, maybe to make that viable, uh, or just share it with other podcasting, other content creation that's happening. Um, you know, Johnny and I have been talking about working on some children's material for like churches, um, curriculum, working on my album. Um, so there's a lot of different things that that space can be used for. We've talked about potentially, you know, maybe some some other podcast. We'll see what happens, you know, but. It, this will be a space for us to have it kind of set, locked, and loaded. We're excited about that. So you're going to see that next season. I know, like, the background when we're not at Maple Street, this is not very aesthetically pleasing. We're going to set it up. It's going to be nice. I'm super stoked about that. So this time off is going to give us a few months. And that's mainly, that's a lot of the stuff you're going to see on Patreon, as far as behind-the-scenes stuff, is you'll get to kind of see the progress of the studio over the course of the summer. Um pretty legit so today what we are going to do on this season finale we're going to talk a little bit about this season we're going to talk a little bit about next season coming up but first we got to do what we got to do sub points and we've we've switched about halfway through this season to doing one sub point an episode so we can have more time in the main topic tonight we're hanging out we're gonna do three sub points everybody gets a sub point tonight nice so we're gonna we're gonna jump into sub points which of you would like to to start? The last will be first, and the first will be last. All right, you can All go right, first. first. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, I have been watching a major... It's hard to say television event, because it's not really... Our television's relative now, because of all the streaming. But, but it is available on your telly. Um, I've been watching a series called The Chosen. Oh, I heard Where about can that. can you watch it? I was looking into it, and there seems to be, like, a lot of answers, and I couldn't get a definitive, like, this is how, I, like, on Roku. Where do I watch it? Nobody knows. No, I'm kidding. The best place to watch to season one. You can't watch season two on it. You, it okay. okay. Let me explain how The Chosen works, okay, as a show. Okay. You get chosen to watch it. No. Um, they really wanted to make sure that they had, like, free reign of it, uh, that it wasn't controlled by, like, any major... Christian corporations or secular corporations, they wanted to just be believers who love the, the, who are compelled by Jesus and want to portray him and his disciples, you know, in a, in a hopefully faithful way. So it's completely crowdfunded. They developed their own app. You can watch it on the app. People pay it forward so other people can watch it. So each, like, 14 bucks pays for so many people to watch it and so forth. There's different tiers and stuff like that. And they crowdfunded this thing. Um, so it, it, to answer your question, if you want to watch it on Roku, if you're watching season two, you've got to use their app because they're, they keep their stuff pretty proprietary when it's in its early stages. Um, but you can, you can screencast it to any device. They make it very easy and very intuitive to do that. Um, but interestingly enough, they're able to monetize it well. I mean, I'm kind of proud of them that they're able to do it, even though it's weird to get other previews in the middle of a show about Jesus that is like so random. But 
Uh, it's uh, season one's on Peacock um, recently, the NBC app. So you can watch it there if you want to catch up. And then once you get through season one, you can switch to the chosen app and watch it there for free. So have you been liking it? Yes. So it, would you say it's different from other Christian media? Yes. Um, in a lot of ways. So it's it's interesting. I, at first I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like this because people were talking about how stylized it is and how like um, – here's the thing. There's so much scholarship that goes into it. And they basically wanted just to say, hey, listen, and they have a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, like, read the Gospels. Make sure you read the Gospels. We're not trying to, like, reinvent the wheel here. We just want to show you that the disciples were just real people. That we, that, and, and one of the biggest things that they do, I, I think, well, is we talk about, uh, in Christology, we talk about this idea that, you know, that, that, that Christ is fully... Uh, deity that he's fully god but he's also fully man mm-hmm. right and really what we mean is he's like a heavenly man you know like like i don't know it's just like we we kind of we say that he's fully both but i, I don't know i feel like we still sort of swing more towards the god side of it right i think oftentimes we like to think jesus of like a superman right so we, or you know it's just anytime they depict him like they had the bible show a few years back and he's just like ethereal and Oh, blah, 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 blah. that guy was literally a model, by the way. Interesting that they hired. Yeah. So, in this <laughs> show, you see Jesus, and you know he's he's God, and because I mean he performs the same miracles and stuff that he does in the Gospels. But then they 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 develop his character, which I know can be dangerous, but through him just being a, a person you know mm-hmm. and i think that it's really compelling there's there's a part where like when he goes to the temple and uh, spoiler alert by the way uh, he goes to the temple and then you know joseph kind of teases him you know he's, he's like what am i gonna do uh what am i gonna make you do this time he's like i i know i'm gonna make you wash your mom's feet or rubber feet or something like but he like he's just like joking with him and like all this kind of thing and the way that it all plays out in the show you start to realize jesus like grew up like us like he he, you know, I don't know. It's it's just very very compelling. You have to be careful with it, but then at the same time, there's a lot of scholarship around it. You know, so um, they really develop like the character of Nicodemus. We don't know that much about, or we don't get that much about Nicodemus in the the scripture itself. But there's some we know from other texts and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. It's really really interesting. So they take some artistic liberty, but there's study and intentionality. Yeah, exactly. Behind it. It's not done carelessly. They they they, they want to make this an eight season show. Wow. And, and so you're like, well, what do they do? Well, like, okay, they they speculate on some of the struggles. They're not saying they did have these struggles, right? But they're saying Peter and Andrew may have had these struggles as fishermen in the Roman Empire. You know, Peter is struggling. He's he, he's struggling so much to provide for his family because of the taxes that he starts to compromise and fish on Shabbat, and so uh, or on the Sabbath, right? And so I'm giving spoilers. It's terrible because some of this is like you wouldn't know from just reading the Gospels because it's made up. But like it develops his character so that when he goes before Jesus and talks about how sinful he is, he he like he's you've already seen. Oh, that's what the average fisherman was like, prone to gambling and starting to lose their faith and Johnny making stuff up is blasphemous. <laughs> this is the Bible. But, it, we're but talking it's so funny because they're making stuff up, but they're not like, like a fisherman experienced that. 
somewhere in that time, you know, like that kind of thing. And so it's not that stuff was going on, you know, and so they just bring it into the story to help you know this is what life was like for these people. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it, even though like I have I am always and I I have been and I always will be suspicious of Christian media just because there's so much like just not good stuff out there. Um, but I have heard really good things about this series, and so I ought to give it a try. I'm surprised because I've I've heard people from like on all ends of the theological spectrum giving praise to this show, and I'm honestly really surprised because I've never heard anybody explain what you've explained, which is that they add a lot of stuff to fill in gaps, and usually people are very critical of that in in media that portrays. You know, Bible stories, especially with Jesus in it. Like, that's a whole other level of care that's expected to be taken. So um, it's shocking to me that people from so many different backgrounds, like, have received this show so well. And without even seeing it, I can say that I'm impressed by that alone. Right. Before I even watch an episode, because, like, it's really hard to get, you know, people from different theological perspectives to rally around something like this. I think what's so compelling about it is, at least so far, the intention of the Scripture and the Gospels seems to be preserved, right? And I think you can kind of see through it, even um, even subconsciously when you're watching a show like the Bible or the Ten Commandments, and you kind of see the facade that's put over it. And this is, this is true to the intention of the scripture and what they were trying to, to pr- provide. And I think it is a helpful show, even if it's some of it's speculative, just to give us some background because, you know, the gospels weren't given that detail because they were living that detail, right? They didn't need character development. They knew what it was like to be a fisherman in the Roman empire. They knew what it was like to live in the Roman empire, right? So they just tell the account of Jesus and the things that were important to the gospel and being saved. But I think that, um, understanding, we always talk about historical context. Um, they do a really good job of kind of portraying that within, in a three-dimensional way. So, I am interested to see that. I remember when the Bible came out, and it was such like an event thing. Everybody wanted to watch it. I remember week. that. And like looking back, it wasn't good. Like it just no. wasn't, you know, even done very well. And I think probably the only two forms of media that like portrayed like a biblical story that I liked would be The Passion of the Christ. Uh, it's very well done. Um, and The Prince of Egypt. That's a great mm-hmm. movie, dude. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. And and neither of those, like, completely hit every, you know, mark right. as far as, especially The Prince of Egypt, but it's still a great movie. Have you, Do you like that movie? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Well, but, we, yeah. should, we should watch that again. Yeah. Got great music. So anyway, I don't. I don't want to fully endorse something, you know, and be like, oh, hey, you know, they're obviously they're not sponsored. But and I then will like, like season five, like Peter's gay happen. or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can't do that. But I really do think that they want to share Jesus with the world, um, and I think it's a pretty good thing. Ryan, nice. you want to go next, or you want to save yours for last? Now I'll go next. Then let me ask you something: Is yours? Funny? I think it, it's... I don't know if it's funny, but it's fun. We're going to play a game. Oh, no. Game. Let's save yours for last. Okay. I want to save that for last. Johnny, why Why were you like that? Why are you like, oh, no. You don't want to have fun? Oh, I, no. I'm, listen, <clears throat> listen. I struggled with this all day because I was, I was thinking... I was like, I need to have a sub point tonight. I, have this, I need to have a sub point. I spent like an hour 
looking through the internet, trying to find a sub point, and I couldn't find anything. So I'm like, well, I know this game we could play. All right, I'm sorry. I'll try to appreciate it. My kids, my students know that, like, I'm not, I'm terrible with the game. I mean, I, I can make stuff up or find it on the internet, but, like, I don't, like, generally like games. Um, but I'm Yeah, because you're lame. Yeah. Okay. All right, Connor, go ahead. <laughs> okay. You're both going to laugh at me when I say, when just when I open this, but I, I really want you to hear me out. Oh, no. Justin Bieber dropped NEP on Easter Sunday. I heard about this. Okay. Is this going to be With like Tori the Kelly, Kanye right? Thing? Tori Kelly's on one of the songs. Okay, yeah. Um. So, yeah, he dropped an EP on Easter Sunday, and this was like, um, he's like led some worship songs at a couple spots even like his normal concerts he's affiliated with hillsong right uh, he no, was he was friends um, with the pastor with carl lentz but his the pastor he they had a falling out before he, the whole yeah they the pastor that he's been following and who actually is on the album is judah smith okay um so he goes to judah he actually smith started at judah smith's church when he was really really young then he went to carl lentz for a little bit yeah and carl lentz was apparently weird and he's <laughs> like all right i'm gonna go back to judah smith i and like judah smith so he he goes to judah smith's smith is smith's church and uh, judah smith is on this album he does a couple like spoken words things like reads some scripture like does some stuff and um and so yeah and it's like a bizarre mix like you have like a couple secular rappers that are on it, you have Tori Kelly. Is Kanye on it? No, there's no Chick Fil A sauce. Kind of cool. Okay. Um, you have Tori Kelly, you have Judah Smith, you have Chandler Moore, who's one of the lead singers with Maverick City Music, which is a worship group that's gotten really popular. Wait, in the wait, past wait, couple wait, years. wait, back up. Judah Smith is on the album. Yes. Does he rap? No, 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 no. He reads. I just, I, I said, did I not say what he did earlier? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he does some spoken word stuff. We're he does all spoken tired, word okay. and he reads scripture. So he's okay, right. like speaking on it. It's kind of like when uh, Lecrae uh, like kind of put like John Piper over one of yes. his. Yeah, like almost every, almost every song on the album ends with either scripture or a prayer or a spoken word thing. Um, so, so is it good? <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. I liked it a lot. Okay, nice. Um, interesting. Uh, throw this little tidbit out there so nobody hears it and is like, Connor, what a pagan. I'll give you fair warning. There is some language on it, which I thought was interesting. Not because I was surprised, because there's been language on Justin Bieber's albums for a while, but I, I thought it was interesting that he continued to use language on this like explicitly Christian album hmm. that was still... now. In the song, it's not actually him who cusses. It's one of the guys he has like featured on it, and it's only one song. That's interesting. I remember um, when uh, King's Kaleidoscope came out with that one song that had the f bomb in it, and we talked about and it. and we talked about that. So, like, is is the naughty words are they used like in an appropriate context? That's what I'm wondering. It's stuff like I've been through some sh- oh, like oh, phrases <laughs> like that. You know, like it's it's you know, yeah. S-H-I-T used a couple times. So, but... Oh, my. Just kind of casually, like, talking about stuff he's been through and whatnot. So, like, I don't know. It's not... I think it's maybe a little less shocking than the King's Kaleidoscope song, because it's not just like, boom, F-bomb, here you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's what sticks out to me about it, okay? 
you can have conversations about, I think one of our first episodes this season, I think the first episode this season was about cussing. Can you cuss as a Christian? No. And we kind of, we, we, we talked about like how you can, make, you can make the argument for that, but like, is that very mature? Like at the end of the day, no, it's not, right? So like, I think what's, what surprises me about it now is like you've had Christian artists who try to throw this in and be edgy and whatever. And of course, Justin Bieber is not, he's, you know, hasn't been a Christian artist. This is a new thing for yeah. him to do an album. And he's not this. trying to be edgy. This is just who he is. Yeah, this is, he's, he talks like this on all the So whatever. But my point is, Kanye West came out with a gospel album and he doesn't even, you know, he doesn't even say damn on it. Like he's, he's, <gasps> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, he's right. it's squeaky clean. Yeah. Right. I you mean, know? it's about Chick-fil-A. He's yeah. singing about Chick-fil-A and Jesus and he's Kanye West. Like he's written some nasty songs. You know what I mean? Yes. Like Justin Bieber doesn't even write songs like some of the stuff from Kanye's past. Like, yeah. and I'm thinking, look, if Kanye can say, I want to make like, Christian content, and I'm gonna control myself. Like, literally fired a couple people in his studio because they wouldn't stop cussing. And he's like, I don't want any language in my studio. Like, can make a serious commitment to like self control with the tongue. Then why can't Justin Bieber? You know, like, not that I'm saying that everybody needs to, you know, do. I don't. I don't know. It's hard because I'm just like I think after Kanye West of all people being able to make like a Christian album without any language on it, I'm kind of like. I don't know. So this is an explicitly Christian album. Yeah. He's, it, is it So it came out on Easter. Is it an explicitly Easter album? No, it's not. But his decision to release it on Easter Sunday was very intentional. Hmm. Um, and it was like a surprise. Because like, his recent album came out like a month ago. His most recent one. And that he had been hyping up, but this was like a surprise on the side of like, Interesting. oh, boom. Um, I'll have to give it a listen. But I liked it. I thought most of it was good. Cool. I haven't given it a whirl. Well, you ought to give it a whirl then. Whirl it up. All right, let's play a game. All right. Um, this is not a game I made up. This is a This is a little computer game. Have you ever heard of... Uh, the Akinator. No. Okay, so maybe maybe once I talk through this, maybe this this will be some, uh, similar or familiar. Uh, what what the Akinator is? It's a computer program that was created that will read your mind. So it basically plays twenty questions with you, but it's actually really really good at playing twenty questions, and it could figure it out in less than twenty seconds. So what you need to do, Johnny, right here and right now, is you need to think of either a famous historical figure or a famous fictional character. Okay. Got it? Yeah. All right, we're going to play. Play. Okay, so first question. It's loading. Okay. Has your character really existed? Yes, no, don't know, probably, probably not. Yes. Okay, yes. Is your character a girl? No. No. Okay. It's a guy? Is your character a YouTuber? No. No. So sometimes it'll ask really weird, like, out-of-the-box questions. Is your character more than 40 years old? Yes. Yes. Did your character die? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Your character is currently dead. Is your character a citizen of the United States? Yes. Yes. A dead citizen of the United States. Over 40. Is your character black? No. Okay. Did your character run for president? Yes. Ooh, we're getting close. Does your character wear a wig? Yes. We're on question 10, by the way. Does your character have a stepmother? I don't know. <laughs> okay, there's a don't know option. Is <laughs> Question 11. Is your character dating someone? No. <laughs> Sometimes they'll throw out of the box questions. Um, <laughs> does, does, does your... Does your character write private comics? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I feel like there was this like uh, older president that did it. Was your character number one? <laughs> yes. George Washington. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> All right, Connor, it's your turn. Uh, so hold on. Okay, I'll, I'll play it first, and then we'll do it. All right. Okay, you either a historical figure or... I have heard of this game, by the way. Yeah, you know, but I'm about to talk about why I think this is really stupid, but that's okay. Let's go ahead and do it. Okay. Uh, I have my person in mind. Okay, excellent. Has your character really existed? No. Ooh, okay. Um, <clears throat> question two. Is your character from a Japanese anime? No. Okay. <laughs> why not? Does your character wear shoes? No. Oh, Okay. Does your character stand on two legs? Yes. Okay. A barefooted person. Is your character originally from a video game? No. Okay. Does your character <laughs> Does your character have fun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. I think I asked the question wrong. I think is does your character have fur? No, the answer is no. Oh shoot. Did you already I already. Uh -oh. Wait, can I go back? Can I go back? Oh no, I have to start over. All right, we're going to start over. All right, that's fine. I'll start over. Okay. Play. <laughs> Does your character have fun? Fur makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, maybe. Does your character really exist? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is your character associated with anime? No. Does your character <laughs> Does your character have a human head? <laughs> Just the head? No. Okay. Ooh. Johnny, you still need to clean up your desk. I mean your your shelf. Your shelf. Does your character stand on two legs? Yes. So your character stands on two legs but doesn't have a human head. Yeah. Okay. Is your character originally from a video game? No. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Does your character have fur? No. Okay. I'm trying to think of what kind of creature stands on two legs, doesn't have fur, and doesn't have a human head. Is your character short? Yes. Okay. Is your character an animal? Yes. Is it an alien? No. That wasn't one of the questions. Is your character is your character a female? No. Mm, a male, okay. 
does your character have a beak? No. That'd be funny. Is your character green? Yes. Green? Oh, boy. Is your character a frog? Yes. Oh. <laughs> is your character associated with the Muppets? Yes. <laughs> I think I know who this is. Is your character mean? No. That was kind of a left. That was a that was a curveball right there. Not really. They had to make sure it wasn't um, the fake. The Kermit. fake Kermit. Is your character a child? No. Uh, no, they got to make sure it's not Robin either. His nephew. Kermit the Frog. So here's the thing that's stupid about this game. Okay. Of course, an AI is going to be great at 20 questions because it's got all this information stored into it and it can just start eliminating things and have, you know, the list narrowed down. Yes. And change the questions. Well, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. But I've played this game before and, like, I've thought of like really obscure characters, his, like historical or fictional, and it will get it really quickly, yeah, which was weird to me. Of course it does. I, I mean, of course, yeah, I get that. To, it like... just it just throws me off because when we play twenty questions as humans, here it takes a lot give longer. Give it to me. We're gonna do it on you. We got all. Right. Got to play. All right, let me make sure it's pulled up here. All right, it's very play again. Let's make sure we're actually able to play again. Okay, I need to think of a character. Okay. Um, I want you to think of, since it's Theology Thursday, I want you to think of a theologian. All right. Okay. Got him. Because we got we to we make this. It's theology. We're, we're just hanging out today. All right. It's season finale. Let's okay. do it. Okay. So is your character real? Yes. Is your character's gender female? No. Females can't be theologians. <laughs> That's, That's not true. That's a joke. Some of them can't. Everyone's a theologian. Is your character Indian? No. That's racist. Is your character a famous YouTuber? <laughs> no. Probably not. Is your character more than 40 years old? Yes. Did your character die? Yes. Me. Is your character a citizen of the United States? No. I'll be surprised if it gets this because I think it's an atheist. Is your character kind? Uh, I would say yes, although I didn't know the person personally. So probably? Yeah, probably. We'll go with probably. So not John Calvin. Has your character been dead for more than 100 years? Yes. Is your character in the Bible? Oh, so it's not an atheist. No. Is your character from the musical Starship? <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> Didn't we establish that it's real? Has your character governed his country? Close, but no. No, okay. Did govern a city. Has your character killed humans? <laughs> That's debatable, uh, but I would say no. Don't know. I mean, I do. I I say you no. You want to say no? I'm going to okay. say no. But historians disagree. It, we're getting Maybe close. It is Has your character was your character considered a great cook? Not that I know of. Don't know. <laughs> that wasn't what he was known for. <laughs> Does your character have a job linked with the arts? I would have to. Say, I would. I personally, I think the answer is no. 
unless you define it dif- differently. You want to put probably not or no? I would say probably not. Okay. Th- this is going to be crazy because we're getting close. This is 16. Is your character German speaking? No. Is your character English speaking? No. It's running out of questions. 18. It could go past 20. But... Oh, really? Yeah. How how far can it go? I have no idea until okay. until it guesses. I guess. Does your character have Greek origins? No. Is your character European? Yes. Does your character appear in more than one episode? <laughs> what? Okay, now you broke it. <laughs> no, that's question twenty, and you broke it. I guess we're gonna keep going. I think Saint Thomas Aquinas. That's a good guess, but no. Nope. Oh wow. So do you want to continue? Let's continue. I wanna I'm curious. So that's funny. You finally stumped it. Is this the first time it's I've st- I, I've stumped it before. Okay. But eventually it gets it. Yeah. So you actually have done a word guessed wrong. Yeah. Okay. Has your character been Pope? No. Does your character have only one parent who is from your family? <laughs> What? <laughs> He's related to my father. Uh, no. Is your character a nice person? I say yes. <laughs> so. Is your character a saint? Uh, not officially. I mean, it depends on how you define saint. Well, obviously, okay. they're going to be Christian, more Roman Catholic. Version. Is your character in love with someone? Uh, he was married. Does your character make family-friendly content? I say yes. <laughs> it wasn't like Teletubbies or anything. We're at 40 now. This is crazy. This is going to be our whole episode. Does your character have a strong fascination for guns? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I don't think so, at least. Does your character fly? <laughs> what is it? It's bro- we broke it. Yes, he does definitely fly. Oh, man. Does your character play Sims 4? (laughs) (laughs) This thing's just getting random. He played Sims IRL. Is your character German? No, didn't anybody ask this? It's broken. We broke it. Is your character a preacher? Yes. (sighs) John Calvin? Yes. Yay! (laughs) I knew... We we messed it up a few times, though, when you... uh, When he When he said kind... I was like, well, it can't be John Calvin because, you know, he burned people at the stake. But then when he said it's debatable whether that happened, um, then I was like, oh, maybe it is John Calvin. All right. So let's get into this, Ryan. It's Theology Thursday. You think John Calvin didn't burn people at the stake. Okay. He has to hope that. Let's talk about it. So uh, so the big debate is about, uh, I believe his first name is Michael, Michael Servetus. Um, so... Michael Servetus was a, um, yeah, Michael Servetus. Michael Servetus was a Spanish theologian um, during the Reformation period, and he said some weird things. But I've said some weird things. Would you burn me? Well, yes, Johnny. Oh. I would. (laughs) Um, So anyway, he said weird things. I can't remember what it was he said, um, but um, I believe it had to do with the Trinity, Oh, so he's is, making heretical <laughs> Trinitarian statements, uh, which is not good for anybody. Uh, and he'd been floating about Europe, uh, just kind of spreading his ideas. 
And he'd actually written to John Calvin on multiple occasions. And he'd, if I remember correctly, he'd actually taken the, the Institutes and wrote editorial comments throughout the Institutes and sent it back to Calvin and basically said, Calvin, you're dumb. Uh, so Calvin and Servetus went back and forth uh, several times about these debates. And essentially uh, what it ended up being, Calvin basically said, um, yeah, we, we, can't, we can't get along. And then he said, don't come to Geneva. So in Geneva, Calvin, Calvin was originally French, uh, but he moved to Geneva to to flee from persecution because France, or uh, France at this time was Roman Catholic. Uh, so uh, Geneva, Switzerland, he went to, where he he brought what we know today as Calvinism. It wasn't developed as Calvinism during Calvin's time. Calvinism didn't really become a thing until the Synod of Dort in the 17th century. But he brought he brought his ideas to Geneva, and uh, the church. Uh, Calvin's church grew in Geneva and had a lot of power in the Genevan community. Uh, and so a lot of people have the assumption or they think that Gen that Calvin was the president of Geneva or that Calvin was the mayor of Geneva. He wasn't. But what he did do is he set up a, a government in Geneva uh, that was led by a committee. So his elders burned. <laughs> sure. Uh, so basically, Calvin said, don't come to Geneva. As a Southern Baptist, I can say there's a big difference between committees and elders. <laughs> Thank Sorry, you, Connor. my bad. Very true. Uh, Calvin told, told, told Servetus, just don't come to Geneva. And Servetus, uh, Servetus didn't make anybody happy because he was also running from the Roman Catholics. Um, but he decided to come to Geneva just to just to cause trouble, I guess. Uh, so when he was in Geneva, uh, he was arrested, and he was put on, tribal, on trial, and Calvin did not want to burn Servetus at the stake. But there wasn't. the thing was, there wasn't much that Calvin could do about it because Servetus was in the hands of the committee. And Don't have committees. Yeah. As a Baptist, I can also say a committee burning somebody at the stake is very unsurprising. So did John Calvin kill Michael Servetus? No. Indirectly. He, he had a hand in it. Um, did his doctrines... His, definitely, was, I, it wasn't his doctrines that killed Michael Servetus. I don't know. Um, but the thing you have to remember also... Context is queen here. Uh, we have to understand the kind of society that they lived in. There was such a strong marriage between church and state. And so when you come into a state and you cause problems with the church, not only are you threatening the church, but you are also threatening the state. So Michael Servetus being there in Geneva was not just an attack to the church. It was an attack to the state. Um, so was it wrong? Was it right? I but don't if know. if you think about it, if John Calvin never invented the gross simplification of Scripture, that is the tulip, then— Okay, hold on. John Calvin did not invent the tulip. Okay, whatever. The, the foundations, whatever, the institutes, his little book he wrote. Yeah. 
his little bookie book. You know, the so, Institutes isn't just about Calvinism, right? I know, but there's still, I, I think, okay, first of all, I'm not like totally, I'm not like, oh, the Institutes, let's burn that at the stake. You know, I'm not over here doing that. I'm just saying, um, I, we've we've had this conversation. The before. institutes talks about a lot of different things, Johnny. I mean, it's a systematic I understand theology. That. It's a systematic theology, but I but it oversimplifies, in my fact, opinion, certain doctrines. He wrote the institutes at the ripe age of twenty five years old. Well, that explains it. <laughs> He's like, I know everything. <laughs> He's like, I get it. Um. So yeah, that, that that's actually a common uh, 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 misunderstanding that people have is that John Calvin invented Calvinism, but Calvinism did not develop until. The, uh, 1619 with the Synod of Dort in the Netherlands. I want to announce to all of you that I'm inventing grubism. <laughs> so uh, that's all I have to say about that. I'm not a John Calvin scholar, um, and I'm not a scholar in Reformation history, but that's just kind of what I know about that situation. But and, and what I do know also is that John Calvin, besides being a theologian, um, he was also a pastor. And when you do read the Institutes, uh, there are portions of the Institutes that actually read like you're reading from a pastor. He, he, He speaks very pastorally and very compassionately, which is not what many people think about when they think of Calvin. They think of this hard, rugged man, but he actually wrote very gently uh, when he was in his pastor mode. Um, when he was fighting John, for... Johnny just rolled his eyes. Are you going to fight him? No. How much of Calvin have you read? I've read the Institutes. The whole darn thing? No. Obviously there not, you because you think it's all about the doctrines of the I tool. don't think it's that, but... W- Never mind. No, I want you to fight. So, when, <laughs> we're not going to fight, but, but people took the Institutes, right, and they extracted... Mm-hmm. The things about God's okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm just not sure why you're hyper focusing on the institutes because they did not ast- extract the the doctrines of that are you know represented in the tulip just from that. I mean, we're talking about the whole spectrum of John Calvin's work. I, I recommend to read um, Ligonier uh, published a little book um, uh, that's actually an excerpt from the institutes. It's called a, a, a I believe it's called a little book on the Christian life. And it's just John Calvin writing about how to live a Christian life in light of things like suffering. And it's very I have a copy good. if you want one. It's fantastic. I mean, it reads, uh, it, it reads like a 16th century book, so the language is archaic and, and kind of beyond our 21st century you know, reading. Uh, but uh, it, it reads like a, a pastor's letter to you. I, I think it's very it's very good. I'd be willing to read it. And I, I, I am a big fan of the phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I, I'm not saying Calvin's total poo-poo head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you wouldn't. And I, and I also recognize his theology wasn't perfect. You know, right. he's just a dude. A very, very smart dude, I would say. I would smarter, say that Smarter too. than me. Well, I wanted to take a moment to reflect on this past season. I was saying, oh, we could each share like our favorite moment, but I think we're all going to have the same favorite moment from this season. Really? Yeah, episode 100. Oh, I was thinking, like, what is my what was my favorite oh, yeah. episode? <laughs> However, if you have like another thing that stood out, you know, you could bring that up. But I think episode 100 was super special, super cool. Landmark for sure. 
Yeah. No, it, it totally uh, exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I'm like, it's my mom's going to be there. Yeah. And that's it. Having Mac on the show is always a blast. So, I mean, all the episodes that the the Halloween one was like had been in the making for a while. I'd been talking about that with him since season one. That was a fun one. We're going to have him on more in season five, I hope. Mm, we'll see. Yeah, it was a good season overall. I think season four, it was. It, it felt like, here we are, Theology Thursday. Like, we're here, man. Because, like, we did the first season, and it was a lot of bringing in questions, and then the second one was interviews, the third one was kind of the systematic theology thing, and then it's like, you know what? Let's stick with what we started. Let's, let's keep it simple. People send in questions, we answer them. We've gotten a lot of really good questions, and I just I like this format. I feel like we're kind of we're settled now. We I mean, got in the groove. Hundred episodes in, and we're in a groove. Um, we have our format. We have the thing we're doing. We launched our Patreon this season. That's also another big deal. Like we hadn't had that in the past, and so that's a new thing. We launched merch. You know, a lot of landmarks in season four. Um, but I feel like even even still. Not only does it feel like some landmarks, like, oh, look, we've made it this far. It also feels like kind of laying the foundation to move forward um, and keep going. On to episode 200. Nice. Nice. So thank you so much for this season, for your support, um, for your questions, for all of it. Um, continue to send us questions. If you want to, feel free to join our Patreon community. We're going to keep having content. On there, including the after show to today's episode, where we're going to go a little bit deeper on some of the behind the scenes, kind of what's coming in season five. And um, just thank you again. I mean, you are what makes Theology Thursday what it is, is the community that we have online, people engaging. It's been really awesome. So without further ado, Ryan, make it a good one. This is the last one of season four. Yeah, he.